the lumber town of Otari, with its storied past and a fair share of sinister secrets, has been fairly quiet in recent decades. Over the 400 years since its inception, the surrounding area has been the launching pad for many famous adventurers, and as a result, most of the ancient ruins have been fully explored, much of their mysteries already solved. But when the mysterious gauntlet, an eerie landlocked lighthouse, begins to glow with a baleful light, the people of Otari suspect it's an ominous prelude to sinister events. The call goes out for a new band of heroes to save the day. Those heroes are... Mukta. One's path in life may shift like the sands. You have to adapt or be buried. Halarmony Higgins. Can I play something for you? New Lara. Hey, I know that it's scary, but you have to get up. Okay? Take my hand. Very good. Let's go. Clovis. Nature is not to be put in order. Nature is order. It is for us to put ourselves in unison with this order. The time has come to enter the Abomination Vaults, Ruins of Gauntlet. It's currently 8 o'clock p.m. The sun is just about to start going down. And uh, welcome back to the ruins. You approach, and as the sun's kind of going down, that glow that you can see coming off the, the kind of lighthouse on the top, it's easier to see when it gets darker, for sure. But even here in the slight dusk, you can see like a pale kind of like glow that seems to be weaker than the last time you saw the, the light glowing. Weaker, you said? Yeah, it seems less bright than before. And you're not entirely sure if that's because of the time of day or because of other factors. But it definitely doesn't look as bright, even though you're up close on it now. Yeah, I wonder if uh, that uh, black stone that uh, Woot uh, took out is, uh, was help powering that. You said that was powering that uh, necromancy table, correct? Correct. Hmm. Do you think... Well, ne necromancy table, ghosts... Zombies, it could be connected. Could. Maybe not, but uh, interesting. Yep, so you arrive at dusk back in front of the the gauntlet. What would you guys like to do? The the, the session's yours. Well, seems like the light is not so bad today. Perhaps we don't find the big spider. Maybe only these small spiders in there. I wonder if the... The, the blood stain. Do you remember uh, how when we first got here with Elenir and um, Aurelia, we found that um, pool of blood I right at like the bottom of where. Yeah. One of the towers, like, straight ahead, if I remember correctly. Were we able to show that to you guys? I say as no, I look uh, at what, what are you guys talking about? Uh, was that before our time? Yeah. Um, the, the first time we got here, uh, we were while we were trying to figure out what that light was, um, before you even get up to where the the light source is, there there was a pool of blood. It's been days uh, since 
we last saw it. So I'm not sure if it was it's if it's still there, but last I remember it was pretty fresh. Right. It did look very fresh when you guys last saw it. Sure, let's go take a look at the pool of blood. As so, I yeah. see Clovis look about for his companions, not seeing them, I will pop on dancing lights so we can all see. Does this make it any better? Uh, much better. I do have a oh. cantrip light, too, I could use uh, later mm. if need be. If you want, I can redo this one. It is up to you. Perhaps put it on New Lara's shield. So everybody yep, is all the baddies are attracted to her shield again. Uh, yeah, sounds good. So do you want to cast it on? You want to cast light on New Lara? Yes. Okay. <laughs> on her, not the not her shield. On her, <laughs> on her forehead. <laughs> it's kind of just a white, very bright light that just shines straight out. So, anyways, okay. So it's a soft. I can make like my light. Way. I can make the light go different colors, but in this case, um, with it being night and where we're going, I want to have good light. Okay. So now, new Lara's shield. You if said it's anybody a shield? in the group is worried that uh, that's going to attract as it too bright. I could uh, do like a yellow light, kind of more dim. Red is usually a, a good option. From okay. so uh, yeah. I will cast it and uh, kind of change it to a reddish color. That won't be creepy at all. <laughs> okay, so you guys begin pushing. Now you remember this bridge cannot support more than one person at a time. Oh wait, hang, hang on, hang on. Uh... <laughs> Too late. There we go. <laughs> yeah, so it's fine. The bridge is trapped, but you guys had figured that out a while ago, so it's fine. I just wanted to call it out. It was pretty funny. So yeah, all you right. can go ahead and lead them towards. Uh, Mushi's the... flying, so. Uh, right, Mushi's flying. That wouldn't be an issue. Oh, uh, guys, Never. I'm not really great with directions. So, I mean, you're looking, like, up ahead and, like, straight to the north, there's this door, and it opens into a fairly pristine chamber. But, I, yeah, you, you, yeah, you have dark vision, so you can see. And oh, then as okay. you move into the door, you see it. There's, like, this fresh sort of bloodstain. And, and as she shows you, for those of you who haven't seen this before, the smooth walls of this circular room are painted a light gray with no indication of seams between blocks of stone. A set of iron stairs winds upward along the curved walls before terminating at a trapdoor on the ceiling, nearly 100 feet above. A red bloodstain glistens on the floor at the room center, as though a human-sized creature bled to death on this floor very recently, despite there being no body in sight. And as you kind of look at the blood, it has this weird effect of making it look like it's a very deep, Cool, like impossibly deep and it's weird because you know it's just barely on the surface of this thing and then as you're watching there's like a weird ripple that almost looks like something like hits a rock in the center of it and it like ripples out from the center and just makes it look like it's a deep lake in this room of blood so like Nulara kind of walks you in to show you the the blood stain which looks pretty interesting uh and fresh However, there isn't really much time to appreciate it or to ponder it because as you're all kind of gathering around and looking at it, the ripples start to get stronger and stronger. And then you watch as the blood puddle that ripples kind of like shoots upwards and takes the form of like a woman in the middle of the room. So this is new. This didn't happen last time you were here. So as you kind of come around, the blood takes the shape of this womanly face and then the eyes and the mouth opens and jutting from that mouth 
becomes a giant blue light and she begins spinning in a circle and spinning this light like around the room and I need everyone to roll initiative oh, I, was say, I think we should get out of here okay yeah I mean you can when it's your turn on initiative <laughs> you guys we've dealt with traps before right where there's some sort of trap and then it can activate and kind of have its own turn and initiative. They call it complex traps. We've dealt with kind of environmental hazards like like pits and slick things that can be traps. They're like kind of like a trap, but they're environmental. In this case, what we're dealing with is called a haunt, which is a very specific type of hazard in Pathfinder. And so much like a trap, it can be disabled, although ooh, not bad. Although traditionally it uses different skills. It's not so much like picking locks and stuff like that to disable it. It's more like using um, like religion to exercise the demons or occult knowledge on how to satiate the ghost. Okay, so this thing is going to get its own initiative. The beam isn't necessarily like right on you. Um, it's just, just think of it like constantly spinning, almost like, almost like a lighthouse spinning in place. And it's washing over like a lot of you guys. So it could be possible for someone to notice this coming. But as of right now, I don't think anybody actually. Well, let me ask this. Is anyone an expert in perception? Oh, Mook does it. Expert in perception. That's Plus true. Eight. Why don't you make a perception roll for me? Because you might be able to see this coming before it goes off. You're looking for traps. This isn't a trap is the thing. It's a it's a it's a haunt, which is a, a different class of hazard. So your trap finder doesn't apply in this case. Unfortunately. No. Natural one. Yeah. Okay, anyone that has an expert, go ahead and give me a perception roll. So that would be Nulara and Hal and hero uh, oh, Clovis Steve, is um, only trained. My... I'll save my hero point. Yeah, no case. I might need it. I might need it. I think thing. we are. I mean, with a 40 on an initiative roll, yeah, I think that's coming. It's going to be really hard. I, I don't even know if it's possible to hit a 40. 40. Point five. Yeah, so Hal doesn't notice it coming. New Lara doesn't notice it coming. So you guys all walk in there without actually noticing it. La, 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 la. So it, it treats it like combat, right? It has its turn and in, in initiative. And um, when it does, it gets to do something. So it spins around. I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll a d4 to make this random. Oh, man, this is kind of bad. Because I was saying Nulara's one, Clovis is two, Mushi's three, and Mukta's four if you go around the, like, kind of the dial. So, Mushi's three. So Mushi is the one that gets it. Oh, man. So the light, like, fixates right on Mushi. I guess it's better than a person. It opens its mouth, and then you watch oh. as, like, uh, it begins to draw, like, sap and blood out of um, Mushi's body and, like, kind of starts sucking it out. So can Mushi make me a uh, fortitude save? A DC 20 fortitude save. All right, 22. That's a success. So Mushi is going to take one point of negative damage on the success. That's not bad. Let's go, Mushi. Mushi's one tough. One for the team, Mushi. Good job. <laughs> Okay, and then it and then so that it does this, it draws some of like the blood, and you, you start. It looks like Mushi starts almost like rotting. There's like that some of that forced decay where the the blood starts coming out of it, and then the light just kind of like pulls off a of Mushi and continues to rotate around the room, and that's its turn. Clovis, 
So yeah, so much like a trap, there are ways to disable this. In this case, I was never really clear about how this necessarily works with Pathfinder. Like, are you supposed to know the skills you can do or do you have to figure it out? But in this case, I'll let you know, you can use either occultism, no, actually, in this case, in this case, there's two ways to solve this. You can use religion or thievery to do like the disable action, which takes two actions to do. So, okay, all uh, and it takes can, two actions. It's also a ghostly spirit, so you can't attack it. It does have AC and saves and hit points and stuff like that. Okay. I'll try to, I'll try to disable it. I'll use my religion. Okay, so it's gonna two of your actions to kind of focus on the spirit and try to like use religion to somehow exercise or chant the right words to kind of put this spirit at rest. So, go ahead and make that religion check. Nope. Yeah, it's actually a critical fail. Oh shit! But I don't know if critical does fails right does uh doesn't look like there's anything on. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, they're saying I'm too nice to you. Yeah, I gotta help because this is like scary on the first time. You guys don't know how the rules work. So, anyways, I don't think there's anything wrong on a crit fail. It doesn't make it worse. If you were trying to disable like a trap, you might spring it, but there's nothing to spring in this case. You just are unable to successfully pacify the spirit. So, you still got one more action. I'm gonna move out of the room. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Mushi. So, yeah, you run out. Oh, you don't you don't have any actions to command Mushi, and he doesn't have the independent trait, nope. so he can't he can't move. Oh no! Okay, pick another one for the team, Mushi. He held it fine. He didn't have blood to draw. All right, anything else? That's uh, let me end my turn. That's all okay. three, right? All right, Hal. Yep, that's all three. Steve, does this look like the blue light that we saw in the graveyard? reminiscent of the blue light you saw in the graveyard it's reminiscent of the blue glow that's in the top of the lighthouse if i would say without spending any actions to actually like connect them then you'd say at, at least it's similar all right let's move back away i'll haul around i i don't think you should be in there uh everybody should come out and i'll move away Oh, I actually already messed up the trap, but that's fine. Sorry, not the trap, the haunt. I'm not, I'll cast shield on myself. Okay. When when it first activates, it's supposed to do a burst that affects, affects everyone in the room. Yep. But that's fine. It, it, it took it easy on you guys this time. <laughs> okay, so you get, put shield up, and that's it. Sorry. Yep. Okay. Okay, so what was New Lara doing? <laughs> uh, standing there seeing everyone go out I'll be like Bukta I'm not leaving here until you leave so what do you want to do and then I'll delay my turn until after Muktas okay makes sense so you're delaying your turn and Mukta goes right next okay would I be able to try to disable this haunt from where I am or would I have to go get closer um, it would take... I'll let you do it from where you are. Okay. It's going to involve, like, your, your, like, thievering brain, like, looks right at the blood splatter that's still kind of connected to the surface of the floor. Mm -hmm. And you're pretty mm -hmm. sure if you can, like, somehow, like, sweep it or swipe it off the surface, it would, like, break the magic. So even if you're not there, I could say maybe you, like, chuck something at the blood splatter to, like, disable it. So yeah, it, it involves the blood specifically. 
I'm going to try to steal the blood. <laughs> You're going to what? <laughs> Do you need Press a skull so you can put the blood in the skull? <laughs> Alright, I will attempt a thievery check to disable the hunt. Yeah, make a disable device check. Wow. Another natural one. Row. You know what? I'm going to use it this time. Uh, All right, hero point. Yes. Come on. Come on, hero point. Woo. 22. Nice. So what is it you throw to disrupt the blood, Mukta? Water skin, and I throw the water at it. Okay. So you check the water skin and the water, um, it kind of hits like right where the blood is like the feet of this creature. It doesn't really have like a full on feet shape. It's more like, it's like got like a human human head and a woman's kind of shape, but it gets a little murky where it's kind of in the lower half. And so you like chuck the water skin, the water comes out and like kind of splashes in the area right where this thing is um, kind of connected to the surface and you disrupt the blood enough that the Yay. whole thing like loses its magic and you watch as the womanly shape like dissipates and it kind of turns into a floating globule of blood right there in the center of the room and it just hovers for a split second as you and Nulara kind of make like eye contact with each other like you know like what what the hell and then all of a sudden your eyes like shoot up because the blood splatter shoots up the, the room up to the 100 feet tall lighthouse right up the center of it and it splashes against the ceiling right near that trap door 100 feet above your head and uh those of you do you guys both have dark vision uh yes i have dark vision i have dim light vision dim light so it goes out of your view by the shoots up but nulara can watch it you watch the nulara as it hits the ceiling and puddles in the roof for just a split second before it starts disappearing and as you watch you can see it's actually seeping through the cracks of the trap door and then it's gone the, and like a second later the blood is gone First of all, we're out of combat because you successfully disabled it. Secondly, you guys get experience for defeating the haunt. So everyone takes 60 experience. Nice. More than all of last session. Not bad. <laughs> but for now, it seems like the uh, the threat is gone. Or at least apparently relocated to the top of the lighthouse. What? That, was, ah. that was awesome, Mukta. Um, guys, I, th I, th I think we're good. I was going to tell you to punch it, but it... <laughs> Zipped right up, but yeah. you see where it went. It it went all the way up there to that, um, and then I point my lit up shield towards where I found it. Yeah, your I shield light goes like forty feet up, and then the lighthouse is a hundred feet up, so it definitely doesn't go high enough for them to see. Uh, I stretch my arms. Oh well, it doesn't reach, but it went all the way up to where the uh, source of the light is. Take it out, or maybe uh, leave it alone. <laughs> Mm. I'm not really sure what it did, but Mushi's looking a little bit worse for the wear. Any worse than normal? <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell, honestly. <laughs> yeah, he's, he usually looks pretty ragged, but uh, I've never seen sap come out of him. He's got he's got like the edges of his leaves are like kind of like rotting away, just at the fringes, in one small section. So this definitely did not happen last time you guys came. So, uh, Laura, uh, thank you so much. That was really cool to see that blood. Thanks for showing it to us. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, this didn't happen the first time we went here. Then again, it, the sun was out when Whoa. when we saw it the first oh, time. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. That is a good point. So, 
I wonder, does that door lead outside again, Nunara? The trap door where it... Uh, no, this door, door where you are at, this door here. Honestly, I've never... We. I don't think we tried this door. You guys looked oh. at it, but you never physic- you never actually went in and out of it, but you opened it and looked out and saw it kind of leads to the backside of the castle. You can see what looks to be like a small boathouse just on the edge of the shores. That's going to stealthily make his way so that uh, I can see the possibly see the light tower or yeah. the uh, yeah the lighthouse. Okay, so you're like sneaking out into the dark. You can't see, but when you look up, you can see the top of the lighthouse, right? Is it brighter than when we were coming here? Make a perception check. Wow. That's the third Are one. You serious? Three what natural ones. I wonder I think how you can log out. Dice. Log out, <laughs> log back in. Maybe it'll yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to change my dice, my dice again and then log out. You see the glow in the blue, but I think, yeah, it looks, I would say, even even in the pitch blackness with no other light source around except for the light coming off New Lara's shield and stuff, um, up there, you're pretty sure it's glowing more intense. Did we just turn it on in the town? It's okay. I'm sure Captain uh, Longbottom would be oh, able to no. take care of it. I'm going to actually get close to Mushi. And then while looking at Clovis, I'll, well, looking at the both of them, I'll ask. I know I've asked this before, and the last time I asked, you went unconscious, but I, 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 I feel that unless we get up there, we'll be stuck, so... I was wondering if maybe Mushi can take a look for us. I can I can show you where uh, the trapdoor is. Yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's let's do it. I'll be the first one to run after him in case I hear something bad. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay, Mushi, I got you. Right. Okay, so you're gonna escort M- Mushi up the 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 iron staircase to the top. I'll just show where. <laughs> Mushi, so just go all the way up there, and then there should be a trap yeah. door. We so, left it open, so. Yeah, there is this, like, pretty heavy trap door at the top, and the lighthouse kind of, like, it goes up, and it kind of gets a little more narrow as it reaches the top, and the spiral staircase just kind of does a few loops around as you get to the top. Mushi can fly, so Mushi can just fly, like, straight up without issue. But if one of you guys are going to run up there in a case of emergency, you're pretty far away, right? Because it's a, it's a hundred foot staircase climb. I'll be halfway there then. Okay. Yeah. So in this kind of quiet night, as Nulara moves up the staircase, you can hear like the kind of like creaky sounds of the iron kind of give way. It's solid. It doesn't feel like it's going to fall, but you can definitely hear it almost like echoes like quite a bit up and down this little like really quiet space. And so Clovis, what are you doing? I'm going to follow um, behind New Arla because obviously I got to stay close and I got to let her know what I'm feeling from him, right? So, right. Well, yeah, so that, that's, we doing. that's, I guess, the... Um, so in this case, Somehow you can another. go up halfway behind New Lara. And then what does it look like when you put your eyes into Mushi? You just kind of see my, uh, my eyes just kind of get this cloudy, like, haze over the top of them. And I kind of go somewhat pale. And at that point, I'm seeing through Mushi. All right. And so now you go into Mushi and you're seeing out of Mushi's eyes. I don't think you control Mushi, but you see 
just like you are. You lose all sensory information in Clovis, so you have no idea. You can't feel, touch, yep. see anything where you were, but you just feel everything that Mushi feels. Yep. And, and I see everything that Mushi sees. Yep. And then you send Mushi up. Yep. Okay. So you push open the the, the trap door. Is Mushi is is Mushi being sneaky when he does this? Yes. Okay. Then why don't you give me a stealth roll for Mushi, as he is sneaking into here without trying to draw as much attention as he can. Right. Or you can just click the token and just click skill stealth, right? All right, 14. So Mushi pushes up into the trapdoor. He actually has a hard time, like, ugh. he has to give it, like, all his go just to do it. But he's able to kind of, like, wiggle a branch, like, in and through and use that to kind of pry it open and crawl himself in. So you watch and feel the weight of that door kind of, like, pressing on you as you climb into this thing and then the door kind of like shuts pretty tight behind you and you look at the middle of the room and there is this kind of blue glow that emanates from the outside of the lighthouse make a perception check for Mushi and everyone down below is like hearing the noise right the the Mushi pushing through the trap door the thing closing is making a decent amount of move okay 22 two things one the light is very dim compared to how it was last time you guys came here at night. Oh, you've never been here at night, actually, right? No. But compared to how you saw it a few nights ago when you left here at night, it's mu- it seems much dimmer than you would expect it to be. Secondly, the blood that, like, shot up here, you, like, notice the actual, like, light itself, it's kind of surrounded by these metal bars, and there's just glowing sort of energy in the middle of it. The blood seems to have pressed itself around that, like, energy globe, and it's kind of given the light, like, a red tint coming off it. But it looks like the blood is stuck to that sort of uh, light source in the middle of the room. Okay. And... As, as uh, Mushi kind of pushes his way in there and is observing this, the blood itself starts sloughing off of this thing and coagulating into, like, a blood-like cloud. And I need Mushi to roll initiative. What? <laughs> so. He can fly, there right? Lo- yeah, there's, he can yeah. fly, and there are lots of, like, little windows that Mushi could definitely just fly out of the first chance he gets, for sure. Stand your ground, Mushi. No, no surrender. He's not a fighty, and he doesn't have any of that yet. Mushi is the bravest He's too of young. us all. He's still growing. All right, so the cloud actually gets a 21 and a half, so beats Mushi by one. Damn it. All right. It's been Nulara's ideas both times for Mushi to go place. So you have, okay. no con- yeah, you have no control over what's happening, but like, you see and feel the fear and all the pain that Mushi's about to feel, Clovis. Oh, no. Yeah. But I am seeing this, so I can at least know what's going on in there. Yep. The mist spends one action to, like, kind of step off the thing and come right at you. So that's one of its actions. The blood, like, from this cloud, it's like this cloud of blood, and then a bunch of tendrils, like, whip out from the cloud and kind of take form and try to, like, whip at Mushi. So let's see. That's a 24. Oh, no, that misses. <laughs> um, yeah, right. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's a little group, man. He's done. Run, Moshe! So... Misty Tendril. Yeah, okay, so here's what it is. The first two damage is... So, Mushi takes six points of slashing damage. And then, like, Mushi's, like, body, like, cuts open. And then, um... 
Mushi takes Sappy six blood. damage and then cuts open and then you watch as like he's bleeding so that like d6 that two damage that's persistent damage that he will take at the end of his of every turn until it's healed so he doesn't take this this that two damage from that that's just gonna be a d6 at the end of your turn um so that's his first attack and then it uses its third action to use this uh this ability called blood siphon so i guess it doesn't even count as an ability anyways make a fortitude saving throw for mushi so it's a sap siphoning now yeah okay fortitude 12. okay so um as it hits mushi mushi's life force is like sucked out and you watch as like the mist seems to kind of coagulate just a little bit and get a little tougher. And Mushi is now drained. He has the drained condition. Okay. So he has drained one. Okay. And that's the Blood Siphon's turn. Mushi. All right. So he is going to fly back out the door, back towards me. So the problem with that is like the door is really heavy. Oh, right. that's true. So, so you said Mushi, there's windows because he's flying, right? So right, Mushi would have window? to make like a strength check to open those, or the other option is you, he looks around and there's lots of these windows that is pretty small and they kind of got bars oh. in them, but Mushi's small enough to, to fit through. Yep. So he'll try to fly out one of these windows. Yep. So you immediately fly out the window, and the mist does not have a attack of opportunity. Okay. So he flies. His his fly speed is how much? I believe it's forty. 25 feet. 25, yep. Okay, so you can fly 25 feet out the window, no problem. And then if you dash downwards, right? Oh, that's what I, okay, so that answers my question. That's what the other was. It was additional fly speed, because I think it, it took him to 40. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. We'll relook case. it up, but I'm, I'm almost, I'm, I'm sure that was the other condition I did. That's it. why in my head I... I knew he had more than 25 feet because I added that. So in that instance, you would be able to fly out the window and all the way down to the ground and like back in the door that's down, you know, where everyone is in one full three action dash. So um, as that happens, like Mushi flies out and uh, the blood creature doesn't seem to like follow. There's like a tense moment where nothing happens and Mushi flies back in looking very, very hurt and drained. Okay. All of that took, you know, just under a minute or so. So, like, you're still in Mushi's, like, consciousness as you fly in the door past Mukta, and you can see your, like, like senseless body, like, up the stairs with Nulara. Because Mushi is still bleeding. Oh, that's right. Bye, Mushi. No. Persistent damage. It's the DC is DC 15. So you do not succeed on the flat check, which means Mushi takes the two points of damage I rolled earlier. Okay. You know, two points of damage. Hey, still up. But he's still bleeding. Oh, shit. So some everyone has one turn. Like, Clovis and, and Nulara are pretty high up the stairs. Probably have a hard time doing anything, but, like, uh, like uh, Hal and Mukta are both down there. Maybe able to do something. Okay. So, but, so now I'm out of Mushi. My eyes come back, and, you know, I come back to normal color. Okay. My eyes are clear. Okay. So... You're yep. still 50 I, feet up the staircase. Yeah. Now we able to look over the stairs. I could yell down, you know. Oh yeah. Yep. So I yell down that you know, hey, he's still bleeding. So if anybody have anything to stop the bleeding? Oh no, I I have okay. a healing potion. Do you want me to run down over there? 
Uh, probably be too late by the time you get down there. Oh no! Can I uh, <clears throat> try to use land hands on Mushi? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Good, good call. Yeah, you walk over to Mushi and use lay on hands, which uh, does heal him. So we'll go ahead and roll the healing for add it to Mushi. Oh, nice. So you watch as the healing goes into Mushi, and as he does the healing, also uh, the bleed likes like closes itself up and uh, Mushi's no longer bleeding. And Mushi's got plus two AC for a round. <laughs> for one round. Send him back up. He is still drained. So that means he has a, a he has a minus one on all constitution based checks including but not limited to fortitude saving throws. So yeah, you can go ahead and describe what you saw. Now everyone's caught up. And I'm assuming you're yep. refocusing how. So yeah, so yes. I'm just so I just come down and, you know, just give the same, you know, just fill in everything you heard Stephen just cover up there. I just echo that all down here to everybody. Maybe we should, um, as he's starting to say what we saw this mist, I'm like, uh, maybe we should um, finish this conversation outside. <laughs> uh, I would <clears throat> agreed. How? Once again, Nulara, thank you for showing us this very interesting pool of blood. <laughs> which, yeah. which door did you, which door did you go out? <laughs> Well, Mukta oh, and Clovis went left, and then Hal and, and Nulara went south. Oh, no, I did follow Mukta. I just went outside and couldn't see him. So Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the door. Because oh, you're now in the light. light. Oh, I closed it. Sorry. Oh, poor Mushi got door shut in his face. So, anyways, you move outside, and as you guys kind of look up, you can see that, like, pale, glowing blue. Um, and now, like, as Mushi saw up close, there's, like, a, a slight red tint to the glow now. So, like, every time we fight something in here, it glows stronger? Is that what it's doing? Was there still no, blood the, down there? The blood that was down there is gone now because it kind of okay. coagulated mm. into that shape mm. and then shot up into the thing and is now caking the, like, light of the lighthouse and making it glow red. Okay, I wanted to make sure there wasn't any more, more blood down there. No, the blood is completely gone now. You you disconnected okay. it from the ground, which sent it upwards. Okay. Yep. So that makes me think that uh, it is maybe the source of the light. It was was stuck to like these two poles that was uh, the light originally red when you first came. No, um, it it was blue. Kind of like the the light that we saw at the cemetery. Maybe it's something new since we've dislodged the blood from below. It's gone above. Oh. I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, Mushi, I'm so sorry. I'm never going to ask you that again. That's the last time. The last time until the next time. It's, uh, <laughs> it's quite all right. It's uh... No, 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 no. I say as I clean the blood off of him. His stealth was just a bit too low, and it got noticed. So you've gone into the blood. You've checked out above, and now it's like, okay, now we go down. Like, there's lots of places, right? You guys had gone out to the, like, back, the across the bridge to that secondary, like, structure, and you had gone down one floor and checked one side, fought the creature, and then left, right? That was yesterday morning. Three more doors in that area, or we can go check the uh, staircase that we had found where Nulara punched that ghost. Right, that secret staircase down. Oh, yeah. Oh. I think we oh. should... Go back to where we where Z, we fought that uh, worm 
At least we can get uh, into one room or two rooms before we have to fight another one. I'm not oh, sure what's true. at the bottom of uh, the secret area. I also found the key, so maybe mm. the lower we go down there, the key would be useful because if it's not, I'd, I'll sell this. I mean, after you, after you unlock it and you don't have to lock it again, then you can sell it. Yeah. So is that the direction we want to go back towards the across the bridge and down that little staircase? So, Mushi, lead the way. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are your guys' current exploration activities? I'm scouting ahead. Okay, Nular are scouting ahead. So, Nular would be in front of the pack as she's scouting ahead, and Mukta would be moving along as sneakily as possible. And then, uh, Hal, what's your exploration activity? Detect magic. Um, while I'm scouting, if there's a door, I can call out to you. Sounds good. It's just I'm always looking for traps, so... <laughs> oh, right, okay. It's just if you're in the back, then that will be an issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can find the traps <laughs> Guys, after you I pass. found the trap as you're all bleeding in the front. <laughs> uh, yep. So you kind of head down the staircase uh, back to that hallway that you know, you know exists. Uh, the locked door is on the eastern side. You guys fought this creature down here on the western side. The table... That necromancy table is still there. The creature doesn't look to have resurrected. The body's still in the previous room, just kind of lying there, rotting away. So you come back to the... This is as far as you guys pushed in, right? There's this large metal table with the metal straps. You guys already pried the, like, gem loose from this room. There's another door on the south side here. There's this, like, old sort of ritual chamber or some sort. This door was not locked, but... um... The one to the east originally we came through was locked. Do we continue with the unlocked or maybe try to see what is behind a more secure door? I'm going to pull out the map. I um, think we should do the uh, path of least resistance. Least resistance. We. Oui. Yeah, the map you have based on um, based Scrog. on Scrogs, like it, it kind of like doesn't really seem to cover this area too much. The closest thing you saw was that sort of like circle that was drawn that says like, you know, Swamp Dragon Lair. I think looking at the map and looking at the layout of the the runes and as you guys finally, you guys have come out of that door where the gauntlet is and saw the boathouse and stuff. As you're looking at the map, it kind of clicks that the Swamp Dragon Lair probably corresponds more with that boathouse than this area that you guys are exploring because it was closer to the, to the runes on the map. Nulara, are you going to open that door? Uh, I was waiting for uh, Mokta to do it. I think I already checked it for traps, but it won't hurt to do it again. Yeah, give it another looks. <laughs> oh. Not bad. Definitely not trapped. Oh, no. And definitely not locked either. I will open the door quietly. You, like, swing the door open, and it leads down into darkness. So you, you see at the top of the stairs where, the, where Nular's light is kind of shining, it's a staircase that seems to head down further into the depths. But you can't see much more than a few feet in front of you. Perhaps so we do that uh, locked door you said, uh, Mokta. <laughs> I cannot see anything past you. You kind of, like, listen, too, right? And as yeah. you're sitting there listening, uh, it just sounds like complete silence down below like you don't hear footsteps you don't hear talking nothing apparent so either something's being very stealthy down there or it seems pretty empty head down further or maybe explore this level more well just watch out for blood 
to be honest, <laughs> locked doors pique my curiosity. It's a professional habit, what can I say? So you can kind of backtrack that way if you'd like. Um, as you kind of come through the like room where the bed's turned on its side and you know you had this like epic fight just the day before, there is a room there's this door on the north side that you guys haven't checked yet. And then the hallway leads back west to that locked door that you do know about. I'll check the door if it's trapped or if it's locked. Sure. Give me that perception check. Yes. On my oh, screen, it was a natural rolling. one for Let's like a go. I thought, I thought. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you give it a good once over. Uh, this one seems to be at least slightly in better shape than the rest. It's definitely not trapped and not locked. But uh, it doesn't even seem like this one will cause a lot of noise when you open it. The hinges look to be, for some reason, slightly maintained. Still old. Still looks like it hasn't opened in a very long time. So you pop it open. And so this small room, well, you can't see much, right? Like Nular will have to kind of step over just to kind of fill the light. But the small room has a long abandoned straw bed, a dresser with open drawers revealing a jumble of out-of-date servant clothing, and a large barrel with a ladle on top of it. So do you guys want to pop in there and like check it out a bit? It looks like a small, like like a little 10 foot by 10 foot room, almost like a bedroom of some sort. Um, Am I detecting any magic? Actually, you do get a faint sense of magic ping from this room. Oh. Good call. Mokda, now that you've opened this door, there is definitely some magic in there somewhere. You can kind of come into this room. If you want to search it, you can give me a like a perception check. Anyone else who wants to like kind of poke in here and search around is able to like feel free to move your token in. We're spending we're gonna spend a little bit of time like searching around. It takes you know like you know about 10, 15 minute blocks of time as we search things. I'll just make sure I'm shining a light for them. Okay. So what would your exploration activity be? You still scouting, Nular? Like looking on the back, make sure like nothing's make coming. Perception check. Okay. Mm-hmm. How you want to? Are you searching or are you investigating? How? Are you looking for clues? Or are you like searching for like hidden things? Right? They're kind of different, I'm but they definitely lead to... not going to search. I, I don't think I've ever done anything like that in my life. So okay. I'm just looking around. Yeah. Okay. You can do an investigation roll. And so Nulara is scouting while Clovis and Hal are kind of like searching. And uh, sorry, Mukta and Hal. So Clovis, what are you doing during this like block of exploration time? I'm still investigating, like, the same thing I've been doing walking through right. here. You want to pop into that small room then? Okay. So go ahead and move your token to that small room. Uh, it's, it'd, be, it'd be a perception check either way. It just reveals different information. So you guys can all do it. Nular is doing the, the scouting, giving light, keeping an eye out. Yeah, so as you guys are, like, picking around, um, I know Close hasn't rolled yet, but, like, Mukta, like, bet- like, Hal Armin, like, Hal and Mukta kind of come to, like, the same sort of... Hal looks and notices a stone on the north, like, east corner of the room that looks to be slightly different color than the rest, which draws his eye. And Mukta, as he's, like, searching around, like, notices that, like, that stone specifically looks loose. Like, with, like, just getting, like, a dagger in there, you'd be able to pry it out, no problem. So there's, like, a, a, a false brick in the corner of the room. It doesn't look trapped. It's just a loose brick. So you pry it open, well, and you can see... Daggers kind of like wrapped in the back in a little bit of cloth what looks to be like a hidden stash of some sort so i went ahead and gave the little treasure chest here for you guys to uh open you can see as you open it there seems to be like a small shard of jade there is a silver statuette that looks like 
two succubus, like two succubi, kind of like intertwined with each other with the wings coming out. And some kind of like weird stone that has a rune carved into the etching that seems to be pulsing and glowing slightly. Is that Z magic? That's up for you guys to decide. I mean, you, you can't pinpoint exactly. You just detect the presence, but not if it's specifically magical. Hell, do you have... Is it you that had that um, nifty trick where you can touch things from afar? Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to step away from the secret cubby and allow Hal to grab <laughs> the items okay. from afar. Cast <laughs> a uh, mage hand and pick them out. Okay. You pick up the rune, you, you pick it up in your little mage hand, and nothing happens. It glows. This looks like a... Kind of like the kind of runes that, like, adventurers typically etch onto their equipment to, like, give it more properties. And if you you pull it, like, close enough to you look at the rune, it looks like... Well, why don't you give me... Uh, let's see. If you want to identify this thing, you can give me either arcana, nature, occultism, or religion. Check your choice. Almost the night. Yep. 13, uh, it definitely looks like it goes on your equipment, but you're not sure what the rune does. Not really sure what this thing does. It's supposed to go somewhere on your equipment. Maybe make it stronger. Maybe you put it on your shield, Nulara. But I hope it doesn't be, like, uh, attracting arrows or anything. That would be unfortunate. And then that leaves this, this small shard of jade and a succubus statue. So, Mukta, why don't you give me a crafting roll real quick, see if you can kind of suss out the value of these things. You're pretty sure the Psychopath statue is the much more valuable of the two. I take both of them out. Uh, these seem to be worth a little bit of coin if you all are interested in selling them. Perhaps uh, Rin would like this creepy thing with the two uh, winged thingies. It is quite interesting, yes. Uh, the oh. jade is quite nice. It's I like how it shines in the light, but... For the group for now. As you, so you pick through this stuff, right, and in like looking at the stash, it like kind of dawns on you the logistics of this. This was someone's bedroom long ago, and this little hidden brick compartment was like kind mm-hmm. of their personal stash, everything that they had acquired of value in their life, and yep. apparently never came back to retrieve. And you know, just looking at the drawers with the clothing in it, they look to be like servants clothing like it's not fancy clothing it's not like workers clothing this is definitely someone low in status any books i yell out doesn't appear to be any books no no books we have to find books we should be looking for books uh so who's holding the group uh loot for now um, I can carry them. I think I... Yeah, I can carry them. I still like, have space on my backpack. I think these treasure things are small enough. They're negligible bulk. So if you want to leave it on the, the trade character, you can. Or if you want to put it in your personal inventory, that works too. It's not going to weigh you down regardless of how you guys do it. Okay. May you mind if I hold on to the jade at least? <laughs> I like the way it shines. Oh, yeah. I, I don't mind. Uh... Will it not give you away from the light irradiating from the shield? I mean, I'll put it away when we're moving on, but 
Just something mm. I know that I'll have on my person. It's mm. a little nice. What's your guys' next move? Well, perhaps you go check on that door, Mukta, the one that uh, piqued your curiosity. It was over here, yeah. I think. It was, yeah. And it was, you know, you've checked it before. It looked locked, but not trapped. Yes. I'm just going to shine uh, a light. I'll take out my thieves' tools and attempt to pick the lock. Sure. Go for it. Give me that thievery check. All right. New Lara shining the light. You got your little tools in there. Click, 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 click. Ah, yes, Mukta. See, that's not a natural one. One seven. A little bit different. <laughs> um, so you get, like, with the success, it, like, moves, and it's, like, click, click. You get one success towards unlocking this door, but this lock's surprisingly complex. It actually takes three successes in order to open, so you got to keep rolling and uh, seeing if you break your, uh, your Thieves' Tool. This is a DC 20. Good luck, my friend Mukta. I will cast Guidance on him. Oh, nice. Guidance. It's just uh, Guidance is a plus one. Okay. 17 plus the 1 takes you to 18, which isn't enough to break your locks or cause any trouble, but Mukta spending a bit more time. Yeah. It's it's 17. I already added the to the roll. Oh, 17. Good point. 17 uh, is not enough to, to make more progress, but you didn't break your tools, so just keep rolling until you roll critical fails or critical successes. There's a success, so that's two out yes. of three. You've, you, one more tumbler falls into place, and you're kind of in the back working on the last one. I expected to just open, and as it didn't, I'm like, all right. I shrug my shoulders a bit. I get more serious. My brow furrows. Yeah, it's definitely more security than you would expect. Yes! Yeah, perfect. See, not too bad. Just one failure, and no one has to know there was a failure in it, right? It's just working. Yeah. And so... Pop, pop, pop. You feel the last tumbler with your, like, you push it in, it clicks into place. You give the whole thing a turn, and you can feel the whole, like, locking device open. And the door unlocks to your touch. Open it gingerly. Yep. Go ahead. So the camera, like, you open it gingerly, and there's, like, a shot of you opening this door as you look into the room. And the camera lingers for just a little too long at the key on Nulara's hip, just hanging there. Just a a lingering shot for, for the audience's sake. But as you as you unlock this door and, and look in, uh, you see the light shining in. There's seven square alcoves, each containing strange magical apparatuses of alchemical sets of tools, and they all ring this damp stone chamber. The alcove in the north, you can go ahead and move in, it's fine. The alcove in the north, which has like this watery square up here, actually contains a large glass tank filled to the brim with some sort of liquid. And there's a goblin's corpse floating in the water that looks like it's wearing outdated servant's clothing. Um, And it's just floating in the water. And then there's like a semicircular table full of tools, old papers, and a book open right in front of the tank. And so in the immediate apparent, doesn't appear to be any sort of things here that are attacking you or dangerous. So you can go ahead and move in and let me know what your characters would do in this room. I'm doing detect magic. Okay. You do the detect magic, and you 100% get a ping of um, of magic sense in this room. Yeah. Nola, you moved up to this corner, right? And as you look into that alcove, you can see, like, there's some, like, scattered stuff. But, like, sitting on the shelf is a small doll. And I'll share a picture of what it looks like. Oh. oh. 
it's small, right? It, like, you can hold it in the palm of your hand, basically. It's a small doll that is missing arms and legs. But it looks roughly equivalent to, like, the body of, like, a small goblin. Would you like to pick it up or take it, or do you want to leave it alone? Uh, there's a creepy doll over here. Is this where your magic's coming from, Hal? It's uh, coming from all over this room. Yeah, oh. he can't pinpoint the magic. He can only detect the presence of it or not. If you take it with, I can tell you if it is uh, magic as we go away. That's a good point. You know. All right, I will shiver a little bit and pick it up. Okay. To have, you uh, pick it up in your hand. It doesn't hurt or bite or move. It just It's full of like straw and it just hangs like lifeless in your arm. I've never been a fan of dolls, and then I show it to everyone. Mukta does not like dolls. Um, Maybe Rin would enjoy this one. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so you pick it up and you show it to everyone, right? And as you're holding oh, it up, no. and you're seeing the backside <laughs> of it for the first time, you actually notice the back of it, it almost has like a bit of a cavity, like an indentation in its back that kind of <gasps> runs most of the size of it. It looks I like s- like it could fit something in there. I'll try and check to see if, like, it's powered by the same... If there's a stone in it, if there's, like, a black stone in it. There isn't. Like, it looks like maybe the black stone you have, or the black stone that you found on Mr. Beak, is approximately the same size and could fit in this. But there's not one currently in there. But it looks similar to the the indentation that Mr. Beak had on its back. Perhaps this uh, stone we sold is supposed to go in here? No? Who did we sell it to? Oh, your yeah. Friend? The Onyx? I don't oh. think we sold it. We can sell this to Rin, saying that it's a matching set. More money. Huh? Uh, that's true. We could tell her to test it out so that she can see that what we were saying is true. Unless it kills her, then we oh, won't yeah, have no more her. money. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there. We'll make sure she won't die. Yeah, there isn't. Oh, there's not a lot of books here, but there's one book that's open, um, and it's right in front of that like tank. So somebody can go over there and try to sort of like look over the book. The title of it. I mean, it looks old. It doesn't. You'd have to like close it or like pick it up to look and see if you can match one off of uh, Morley Bent's list. Oh um, yeah, I'm gonna try and cross reference his list with the books that are on here, and then just start putting some in my backpack. Okay. Well, there's only the one book in here, right? It's the one open book oh, on the table. Yeah. <laughs> and if you look at it, this one doesn't look like it actually has a title. It looks more like a personal journal of some sort. And it's oh. written in Undercommon. So anyone who can read Undercommon can try to read this book and figure out what it's all about. I can't I... understand this. What How? does it say? I ah. don't know. Do you understand? <laughs> it's written... Uh... There's are there music? Is there sheet music in there? Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll show the book to Hal. Do you understand oh. any of this? Yeah, can't you? Everybody knows this. Uh, no. It looks like a lot of like diagrams and weird scrawlings and not quite like a spell book, but some sort of like um, journal of experiments. So if you want to spend some time, you could read through the book, Hal, and see if maybe you can figure out what it's all about. I'll look over like half a page, and if it doesn't seem interesting, well then, I say, ah, perhaps we should save it for later. There's really not much uh, in here that is interesting, unless you tell me there is. Uh, 
you look over half a page and it's a lot of weird like arcane scribblings and a lot of like there's a lot of like arcana and occultism in, tied into this book and looking at the book that's open and the the body in front of you it seems to be re- some kind of notes related to this floating goblin in the tank so whether that's interesting to you or not you let me know Absolutely but that's what you see not. in that half page okay then you can just put it away for later Okay, uh, it's just a bunch of uh, somebody scribbling some notes. You, you, you were right to say you could not read. I could not read half of it, anyways. Just a bunch of mathematical equations and such. Not really very interesting. So if you're if you want to write like you know scientific journal or something and add it to your inventory, just to remember you have it or put it in your notes or something, then uh, you could do that. Hands over and say, oh yes, of course, everyone can read that. So Mukta and Clovis, while, you know, Nulars and, and Hal are kind of doing that, you guys have a, a bit of a, a beat here to let me know what you guys are doing in this room. First thing I would like to do is, given the knowledge that I just got from opening the door and the number of tumblers and the position, mm-hmm. I want to th- think back on the key and see if it would fit that door. Okay. Are you holding the key or does Nulara have it? Nulara. I'm just trying to think back on uh, what I saw the key. Give me a crafting check. Given the position of the teeth on the key and the way you did it, and yeah, you're pretty sure that the key that new Lara had would, would work on this door. <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Just looking at the doll. <laughs> and Clovis, what would you like to be doing during this time? I'm just uh, I'm just investigating, just looking for anything that looks out of place or catches my eye that Okay. Would be why don't you give me so. why don't you give me a straight perception check on this one? And then if we find something interesting we can narrow it down. Fifteen. Uh I mean there's a lot of stuff in here. Um a lot of like I mean the giant floating goblin in the tank is interesting and constantly catches your eye and you spend a little bit of time kinda of going through the alcoves and seeing if there's any other cool stuff, but other than, you know, that like doll and some loose papers that don't mean much you don't find anything that immediately jumps out to you as in- interesting other than all the very interesting stuff that's here but nothing that leads to anything other than more information for you right like no secret doors no hidden compartments no anything like that as you search around the room so you know about 10 minutes to go by as you guys are doing all this 10 or 15 minute um, and then we're at like the next story beat of exploration so do you guys want to explore this room some more or do you want to move on to, like, the next room? Okay, so I'm assuming that if we found the servant's quarter, this is probably the study of his of its master? On the walls to make sure there's no more secret uh, compartments, maybe secret doors. Yeah, you want to spend, like, the next bit of time, like, giving it a good once-over? Mm-hmm. Because we move, we like, we kind of just, we kind of like round everything to like 15 minute chunks, right? Or like 10 or 15 minute chunks. So we'll just move to the next 15 minutes. And if you want to spend the next 15 minutes going around and giving it a very good thorough search, that works. So go ahead and give me a, a perception check, Mukta. Because like, if you, if you do like, you know, if you're doing like searching, it, it very specifically calls out like how big of a space you can cover. Uh, 19, you give it a pretty good once over. Um, looking through the room, looking at all the alcoves, any kind of secret things. As you spend this this 15 minutes, you're pretty sure there's nothing. Although the thing, I guess, with a 19, um, as you look closer at the goblin floating in the liquid, you're not sure how long it's been here, but you know this ruins in Belcor are like 
kind of created like 500 years ago. The corpse looks very, very fresh, way more fresh than you would expect anything that's been dead for like more than a month. And it's, it hasn't decomposed at all. Smell the same pickling aroma as in the, the barrel? <laughs> Uh, surprisingly, no. It doesn't have that, like, vinegary, briny taste that the other room had. Uh, well, I don't think he's pickled, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Clovis, Nular, mm -hmm. Hal, we have, like, this other exploration beat if you guys want to do anything else in this time while clip by Mukta is kind of searching around. I'm just going to look around, too. Sure. <laughs> Give me a perception check. Okay. Look for more dolls. Yes, yeah, if you can find more dolls. Yeah. Nope. You don't find anything. I mean, no, nothing more than that. Clovis or Mukta have already kind of found looking around the room. Hal and Clovis. Anything else? Uh, We're spending the next like 15 minutes here in this room, so at the very least, you should at least. Yeah, might as well. I'll do a, another investigation. Still, same thing. I'm looking for any secret doors or something again that okay. stands out that I may have missed. All right. Give me a perception check for that. And how? Ooh, nice. Hey, nice. Lara, please follow oh. me. Um, as you pull her away and kind of use that like sense as she moves in and out close to you, uh, the doll does seem to put off a magical sense for sure. That's it. Hey, hey. Um, come back, guys. It's freaking dark in this room now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he left him in dark. I can't uh, see anything. So Clovis, yeah, they only pull away for a second. So Clovis, you're you're searching, and you get down to this little alcove here, and there's like this old shelf with a bunch of like, you know, tools and stuff on it. Which you in your first pass, you didn't really give it much look. You opened it; they look like old rusted tools. The second time you kind of come through here and open it and look, you notice something weird, which is one of the tools seems more secured to the bottom than the rest. Like it's not loose like all the other tools. So can I give it a, a pull and see what happens? Sure. So you reach you reach down, you pull the pull, and you give it a yank. And as you do, you feel it like almost like attached to the bottom of the tool case with some sort of like cable. And you pull it up, and the whole room, like you hear everyone in the room hears a clicking noise, as as like uh, Clovis like yanks this tool attached to some kind of cable over here. Which, uh, oh shit! Sorry, like, guys. Yeah, for like a split second, you're worried, you know, about the whole uh, idea of um, of uh, setting off a trap or something. And then right then, as you do, as you pull the click, the wall kind of behind or next to the shelf like swings open just enough, and you've revealed the secret door right in front of you. Hey guys, come look. Uh, there's a secret door over here. Uh, yeah. Um, when I heard that click, I was like, oh, I should have moved uh, uh check for traps. Uh, I think oh, I, no. uh, I think I shit myself a little bit on that one. <laughs> no one can tell. Yeah, I smell so bad. Anyways, nobody can tell. Oh no! He's... Yeah. Take uh ten experience points for finding this secret uh door, and you know hey. what? Take ten experience points also for finding that secret alcove earlier. So add twenty experience points. Hey. Uh, or thirty. Oh, add 10 more for picking the lock, so 30. Hey. So 440. Yeah, all these little things that are like, I'm forgetting the reward, so add them all. Keep going, keep going. I know. <laughs> I think that's it for now. Uh, another 10 points for shitting yourself, uh, 450. <laughs> but there is a secret door that's like, it's cracked open and like there's no light behind it, so you'd have to push it open, but it doesn't appear like any sort of light streaming. Um, 
who wants to go in there first? Do we want to send Musha in there or um, Bushi or does uh, Arla, do you want to take the uh, lead? Uh, where, where was it? Where's the door that you found? I'll right. shine a light on it right here. here. Maybe put the light and I'll try to yeah. see what I can see. It's uh, to the uh, east. So as you open the door and look down, again, it's a secret staircase that seems to lead and descend down deeper into the depths. You guys have a knack for finding staircases down. We gotta pick a staircase at some point, guys. Down? I'm not sure there's anything else that doesn't lead further down unless we want to go back up and go down that one step that was on the secret door. It's, uh, I mean, two secret doors, one not so secret. Let's go down the secret. Let's go down this one since we're here. Yeah. So if you think about like how you are, right? On the surface level, you found two staircases down. One was secret in the main building and one was not so secret in this sort of secondary house, right? So now you guys go down one level. You're already on the second level down. So this one takes you down to the third level. Whereas the previous one you found like near the lighthouse, that would take you back to the second level. So, so the question is, do you want to go down to the second level or do you want to go down to the third level? You can definitely go down I here. I'm not the... saying not to, but like, just keep in mind that, that you're already one level down, so this takes you even further. I'm getting a weird intuition from something. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we yeah. go to the other one? I mean, Mukta, yeah, you we... found the door. The general guideline for these first few levels is level one, should be on level one and level two should stay on level two and level three should be on level three that's the general rough guidelines so you can go down to level three just just know you're kind of punching up and there's harder harder encounters on level two than three and some on three are harder than two so it's not a hundred percent that clear cut but as a general rule just to warn you guys as players going down to level three at level two is going to be like a risky move I still vote for uh, the Swamp Dragon layer personally, but uh, if we want to explore the ruins, maybe we check what's on the second level of the main uh, building, because eh? this does not seem to be connected, at least not on this level. Yeah, I'll take you guys back up then. We can come back and uh, explore that later. I'll be the last one to go out of the room. Uh, Nulara, do you have that key for a moment? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Um, Perfect. Uh, I take the key, close the door, you know, just in case, and I lock the door. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yep. It works and it snaps shut. You're able to lo- unlock it without, like, damaging the lock or anything, so you're able to snap that door back shut and you lock it again? Yes. Yeah, okay. And then you guys head back up the staircase. Thanks. Uh, you can have this back now. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So as you as you guys kind of move up out of the depths back to the surface, um, you can still see that like the gauntlet rune has that like slightly reddish tint, dim glow. But yeah, Nular is only one with light, so Nular will have to come out and lead the way. And I think for the first time, as you kind of move out ahead, like how's the first one to see it? So off here on the the western side of the map. There's this glowing yellow light that is dancing over this sort of like rickety dock that you guys had never seen before. And it like it is like swirls in on itself and it does this weird pattern. It's just very mesmerizing. Uh, that's a bit weird. Uh, we didn't see it when we came in. But uh, I mean, we go that way and check the boathouse. 
DM, would yes. I be able to use spirit lore to try to oh, absolutely. maybe know what this is? <laughs> sure. Yeah, you have spirit lore? Mukta is going to try to figure out. Uh -huh. Richard doesn't want to go anywhere near that thing. Sure. Yeah, make a, a lore check, a spirit lore check. Oops. Oh my god. Oh. No. That looks interesting, Hal Maybe we should go check it out. <laughs> Lights. Uh, yeah, you, you. I mean, there are so many spirit and light creatures that you're not sure if this even is a creature or some sort of like, you know, it just could just be some random swamp guess. There's no, there's no, there's no sign that this is actually a living creature as far as you can tell. Wait to the swamp dragon's lair. Maybe we should check it out. Is in the boathouse the swamp dragon's lair? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it seems to correspond with the map Ooh. he drew, right? This sort of building down here, this this boathouse. There's a door here. Mm -hmm. There's a door on this boat. Light or go to the secret staircase. I'm up for either. I mean, it's just a swamp light, so. <laughs> where was the secret staircase again? In the main building where you punched the ghost. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, Mukta, there's a swamp. You gonna go swimming again? <laughs> Mukta unlocks the door if it was locked. Uh, the no, not door. really, but he's going to look. Okay, <laughs> make a perception check to check it out. All right. Does not appear locked and like even so much that the door is mostly rotted away and you can kind of even see through the cracks of it to what's inside. You're pretty sure if you just gave this a solid tug, the whole thing would fall off. Uh, it's definitely not locked and doesn't appear to be trapped. Uh, quietly dismantle the door. Okay, give me that crafting check to see how quietly it is. And as you dismantle the door, oh, natural one for a second again, you the, you take the door apart nice and quiet, just a few uh, loose wood and tugs. So in this little room, this little boathouse, it's like a ruined boathouse, it says the southern portion of this stonewalled building has collapsed into rubble, exposing what remains of a boathouse to the elements. So it kind of opens the sky. The shelves and boats within have decayed into heaps of rot and moss. And then you look at the campfire there's like a little spot for a campfire like in the middle of the room and uh, the embers look relatively fresh fresher than almost anything that you've noticed at the gauntlet so far i turn back to the group i think there is someone using this building like do you think it would be those um people that i forgot her name was asking us to look for hmm that's right her friends perhaps mm. Maybe they yeah, can unearth something there. Yenya Mara was her name. Yen. Yenya. Oh. The head of the Thieves Guild. So signs of life. Okay. If somebody wants to take a bit of time and look at the campfire, you might be able to see how fresh the campfire is. Yeah, I will definitely be investigating. Yeah. Any magic? No magic here, no. You can give me a, uh, probably like a survival check. All right. Unless you have a recall knowledge. If you have a lore skill on campfires, that would work too. <laughs> Surprisingly not. You're, you'd you put the embers here at probably between one to two weeks. Like, this is not fresh. This is not from the night before, from today. But it's definitely not old. So sometime in the last seven to ten days, you would think this campfire burned. Does it track with the information that we got from Yin? It does. Rin? Oh, oh shit. She says it's been like around 
It's a little bit less than two weeks since they went missing. You say that uh, Rin sent you to search for some people? Uh, not Rin. Um, Yin Yin Oh, she's from the Rowdy Rockfish. Never mind. Yes. She was the head of the Thieves Guild. Was and this before uh, the Crook's uh, Nook, actually? Oh, good point. Oh, Oh, I thought she told Mukta, too. <laughs> because Mukta and Clovis weren't with you guys when you made that deal. No. Oh. You were, they came they're... after you made that deal. So you're looking for people as well. Yeah, you forgot to tell us. Uh, that was part of uh, what we should be doing. Uh, sorry, uh, I've been so mm-hmm. preoccupied by all the lights and the ghosts. But yeah, um, the owner of the Rowdy Rockfish... While we were having dinner there this one time, she offered us um, money in exchange for finding her friends. Um, we'll get more money if they're alive, but and, but this is the closest thing to a lead that at least Hal and I have found so far in relation to that quest. So, Rockfish, the quiet inn where we're staying at now? Crook snuck. That was where you guys stayed the first night. You think they maybe went down to the Swamp Dragon's Lair then? For treasure? I don't know. Maybe. The way it was described Uh, was like the thieves had a lead that there was a treasure below the island. And so they were going to, you know, try to check it out. Was there how many people were there missing or were supposed to look for? Uh, There was four of them. Okay. So. But they definitely look like they've been here, but there's no sign of them. There's no, like, left belongings here. There was, like, signs of, like, a camp, you know, and and people probably camped out here for at least one night. But beyond that, it's the closest lead you guys have had to them, for sure. If they went down somewhere where we just came from, I don't think anyone has been there for quite some time, given all the secret doors and locked doors. Yeah. Maybe we should check that uh, main. The staircase from where I punched the ghost. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. the uh, unless the blood has eaten them or killed them. Oh, there's a possibility. Also, you know, if you're if you're interested in like maybe finding leads on where these people have gone as well, just as an option, you could try to look for any sort of like footprints or signs of where they might have gone oh, after yeah. they left here, right? That's yeah. what I was trying to do, like with uh, investigating the room kind of thing. Right, yeah. Like, within the room, you've only found, like, um, we found, like, the, the campfire and stuff like that. There doesn't appear to be any signs of where they went in this room, but if you were to maybe go outside and try to investigate the surrounding area, you might have better luck. So if you, wanna, if you want to make another survival check on the outside, you definitely could. And anyone else any, wants to either help or... Anyone else checks. proficient in uh, the art of tracking? Mm. I mean, under my spare time, I uh, frequently make tracks and layer them together in a symphony. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, nice. Um, so oh, survival would be... Uh, All right, everyone. Have a nice night. <laughs> oh, survival oh. tracking. Uh, survival would be tracking? Uh, yeah, yeah, survival. Yeah. I, I'm not an expert, but I am trained if uh, you wanted me to give it a shot. Ooh, no, I, I think we should both give it a try then. Can I give guidance to... Clovis. Sure. 
so plus one Lara does have, Clovis. Lara does have the shield with the light on it, so that's kind of makes sense. She would see more. <laughs> yeah, because she, she, whatever she's following, she's focusing, and you guys are like forced to like catch just the edges of the light. So um, there is like a mess of footprints here. As a group, collectively, you kind of see they lead out the door, and they lead almost towards the shoreline, like towards the swampy edge of the water. And like Mukta and Clovis kind of like lose their track around there. But Nulara is able to kind of track it a bit further. Just on the banks of the shore, you can you catch a few muddy footprints, and it, they seem to head back towards the pier, but like almost on the bank, like they're going down under the pier. And also while you're here, you also see this boat that's tied up also, now that you're close enough to get a good look at it. It looks much newer in in construction than a lot of the 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 boats in the boathouse that were like rotting away. This boat looks pretty pristine. From what I could gather, it seems that they went underneath the swamp. They swam down. If it's truly been a week since they've been heard from, I think we should search for them first, no? That's true. Uh, we could try this boat from, it's, it seems to be in working order. Mukta's going to get on all fours and check underneath the dock. Okay. With the help of new Lara's light kind of like shining, um, as you kind of crawl underneath and take a peek, there does appear to be like almost like a large cavernous cave-like opening that's big enough for an adult-sized person to crawl down. And so you can see like there's basically like where the swamp water is. It kind of like meets almost at like the level. So when there's a little bit of like tide or whatever, it splashes over the edge and down and you can hear like the splashing of water down below. So there is a person-sized hole that's big enough for you guys to comfortably sort of descend down into. From what you can see with Nulara behind, you can catch just the glimpse of it, you're not sure how far it goes down. You'd have to get the light source a little closer and you have to kind of weigh down into the muck, so to speak. But there's definitely a hole here right where your map, Ulara, says Swamp Dragon Slayer. Do you need some light over there, Mukta? Yes, it's... This seems to be a cavern opening of some sort. Yeah, so, you know, you can weigh down and kind of stand behind him and hold the shield up and point it down. It seems to go down quite a bit probably it descends about 20 or 30 feet down and then the light hits what appears to be like a second level of like swampy water that like this swamp water kind of splashes over into so it's like a little bit of a cave a break in the water and then you're going to descend and have like a like 10 15 foot drop down into some water looking down on it and looking at the water uh can I use cavern lore? Yeah, there, there seem, the footprints hmm. seem to lead over this cavern right here. Go ahead and make me a cavern lore check uh, while you're doing that, Mukta. Because you were asking about, like, if there's anything about the cavern work you can understand or know. Ooh, very nice. So you're asking specifically about, like, the danger of the water? or just... Uh, I just want to know, like... If it's like, if it seems like it's stagnating there, or if it, there's, I get a sense that it's flowing right. down further, like, if this leads down further into more. Given the way this stagnant. formation, it, it it seems to be more of a stagnant pool of water down below. It probably connects in more places than just this, like this, the way this water seeps down. There's probably lots of like little pores, kind of caverns in the area that flow down there. But I think like with your cavern lore and like 
the, the, the formation of this tunnel doesn't look perfectly natural as you're looking at it. It, it definitely looks like it was natural in some sense, but it's been widened on, artificially. Yeah. yeah. Recently or in the past? Uh, no, no, definitely over time. Okay. Definitely not like a fresh thing, but given the nature of how it's carved out, it doesn't look like it was carved out with tool by tools or somebody working with, you know, hand tools or anything like that. It's more probably some kind of creature over time burrowed it or it clawed it out. And it's consistent with the notion of like the swamp dragon you've been hearing. Although if you know like the size of dragons, there's no way a dragon's going to comfortably squeeze through this space. So I think I think with that in mind, you probably lean towards this is probably like a like an entrance layer to like a drake, not a dragon necessarily, but a smaller dragon, right? A drake. Mukta, yes. What do you see down there? This cavern opening it uh, doesn't appear all quite natural. Something burrowed either in or out quite a few times over the years. Perhaps that's where our friends from the uh, boathouse went to, or at least got dragged away to. I think we should uh, have a look. I think so. I think if uh, if this is your friend, the boss's uh, swamp dragon, <clears throat> he was a little creature. I think maybe this is not a actual full-size dragon we're dealing with. Okay, let me know what you find. <laughs> I think we have to go further down, and without your light, I will not be able to see. Okay. Nulara, would you go with them? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really don't want to send Mushi down anymore. He's a baby. Uh, Clovis, Nulara says that you should definitely send Mushi down. No, 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 no. <laughs> we, can, uh, we can do it. I have, uh, you know, we can uh, scout with him. No, Mushi's done enough for tonight. Uh, give me a little bit of light, and I'll work along the edge of it and make my way down. How about I'll I'll come with you? Yes, but uh, like 40, 50 feet back, so I'm at the edge of the light. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can uh, I can move some lights in there from uh, from back here. If oh, that's yeah. what you think is better. Uh, put the dancing lights in there. Good idea. Leave the big light out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so nice. It's actually so... The aesthetic of the lights is so calming. Yep. And oh, so they can have a, a light further away in the swamp. You might want to bring that one over here as well. <laughs> it's still dancing uh, off in the distance. Uh, I can send Mushi to go get it and bring it back to us. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey, as, as long as it's your decision, Clovis, not mine. As the lights kind of flip filter down, you can see that this this little like kind of cavern probably only just it's only like seven or eight feet in, so you don't have to go very far. And then at the end of it, you can see like a bunch of gnarled roots have kind of like grown out of it and like drip down. So it almost has built in like laddering. You could like climb in and descend down the roots into the water. But interestingly. Most that now the lights go in, you can see better. There is this sort of like pulley and cable system, um, right at the the so the cave goes down and it descends, but there's anchored right at the edge of it the end of like this rope system. And you can't see without the lights going in a little further where it goes to, but there does seem to be some sort of like pulley system here, which is weird. You can see I that move there? them in further? Sure, 
So now you push him down further into the room, and you can see it opens up this sort of like cavernous space, Mukta. So you kind of descend down this like cavern from like the north side of here, right? And as the lights filter down, you can see Mukta. It's it's just this flooded chamber. And the pulley system seems to go from the edge of this opening all the way to this, like, land bit on the south side. And it's kind of this built-in kind of rope and pulley where if you were to, you know, grab it, you could either climb down it or possibly the way it's set up, it would just, like, you just held on and let go. It would just descend you down there, you know what I mean? So getting down doesn't seem to be too hard, but getting back up might be a little more challenging. But the water down here is very stagnant and foul-smelling. What do you see? Bit of a system rigged up where we can t- take a rope down further into the depths. Does this look n- new, or is it any like rot on or anything on it? No, this. Looking at it closely, it's it's definitely old. It looks like it's holding. It hasn't fallen to disrepair, but this thing is not newly designed at all. Like it's it's pretty ancient. I would say, like, looking at it, though, uh, there's some signs that it has at least been used recently. There's no, like, layer of dust over it. You can see where the rope has freshly frayed a little bit. So someone has at least used it within the past few uh, months. The people your friend sent you to look for use this rope to head further down. Perhaps uh, can you see a clean way to navigate and walk down of course just come on in yeah, the, the passageway in? is only big enough for like you know one person to be in the the opening at a time so you'd have to like move out of the way for him to go. you're small though so you might be able to squeeze to the side to show him so do i believe you... him that it's not dirty uh <laughs> make a deception check mukta against Hal's passive perception so you roll this Plus four. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you actually, you do believe him that there is uh, a path. He's lying to you, but he's lying in a convincing way to be your passive reception. So. Are we uh, are we going down there? I mean, I don't want to get dirty. It the smells fine. funny. I mean, the deception lasts long enough for you to get up and look, and then you just see this stagnant swamp pool with a rope precariously dangled across down to a ledge some, you know, 30 feet south of you. So, I mean, uh, really, really the choice is if we want to go in this way, it's either you could, you could climb down the roots into the water, no problem. You could try to, like, use this pulley system to, to like, descend yourself, either having somebody on top, like, guide it or just, like, free grab it and, like, let it, like, swing down. It would not be much as long as the rope holds. Um, or we can backtrack and go a different way. Yep. Or we can send Moshi and to, to scout if you're up for that, if anybody's worried about getting hurt or stuck or or dirty hmm. or dirty if there are people down there who may need aid I think we should head down there if they've been down there a week they yeah. every second counts I agree with Mukta we didn't see uh, we did not see any tracks back out right only in so from what I gathered yeah are there any more tracks down here I know it's swampy Oh wait, uh, are we already down? You're Sorry, you're just looking. Down. You're like just looking down this. Like you're taking looking down this like hole. Oh, uh, okay. There might be some tracks like on the, like Mukta has 
kind of ascertain that maybe somebody's used this rope pulley system recently. So it, there's no tr there's nowhere to leave tracks. It's just water as far as you can see. So the only place it could possibly be was it would be on the southern shore. Um, but from this far away, in this like flittering light, it's hard to see. You don't see anything from this far, at least. Okay, let's go. You okay. said there's a what? There's a pulley system in here. If you're worried about getting dirty, I can... You can carry me? Yeah. <laughs> like my knees and the crooks of your arm, along with my shoulders? Okay. Uh, okay. Come on. I take a piece of cloth, and I go down the, the rope. You're going to go first, Ugh. Mukta? Yes. Oh, okay. carrying how? <laughs> yep. So let's do Mukta's first. So you're, this is going to be... Um, so if, if you just hang on to it without anybody like counterbalancing, you're just going to fall down like just by holding steady, right? So in that case, it's just there's not a climbing check. It's just a straight sort of athletics check to hold on. So and I'm just going to make the DC a 10 for you to be able to hold on to this, Mukta. Athletics? Acrobatic. Oh, yeah, sorry, athletics. I wanted to try something cool, but never mind. I don't think. I think this is a better way. Parkour. I was going to see if I could climb on the rope and then climb down and on all four. You know, like, oh, walk, you definitely like could. walk the rope. Like a tight, tight. If you tight. had somebody at the top hold it, like, steady, like if you had, like, Nulara hold it so it wasn't, like, free-falling, then you could do uh -huh. the four-person, the four like, uh, climbing thing. But that would, that would take us back to a climbing check and not just a holding-on check, right? Okay, so the rope's not, like, tight, right? It's not taut? No, it's loose. If you, if you put it and hang, okay. you just start sliding down. Okay, so I, I wouldn't be able to, like, it's like a rope. it's like a it's looped around this little pulley system and it, okay. you could like ferry stuff up and down pretty easily. Alright. Mukta. So Mukta. Mukta, remember, there is no try, just do. Alright, Mukta, <laughs> you you kinda do the four legged wrap slide slide down across the water, um, and like land on the, the far side, um, into this little like room. Um, and as you see it, right, it's like it's like a small cave with the mouth into this like swampy, flooded water. And there's a couple of, of ruined rowboats down here. Um, and there's a bunch of like tangled coils of rope. And the other end of the pulley system is down here. But you make it f fine. I'll immediately go down to this boat over here and hide and try to see if there's anything coming from this way. Sure. Make a reception check and a stealth check. So who's next? We have Clovis and then Nulara and and uh, Hal in our arms. Uh, Clovis, you can. Would you want to go down first while I have the light shining on to where I think Mukta sure. went? Okay. Uh, yes, I will go. Okay. So you you do a like not a great job of hiding Mukta, but you got a pretty good like ear out and like sensing for things. So you're you're on like edge waiting for some sort of watch, right? Like something coming. Okay. Nothing yet. So, Clovis, go ahead and make your athletics check as you slide down the rope. DC 10. Oh, oh. Hero, hero point. Hero point. <laughs> All right, let's catch in that hero point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gonna get, I mean, I'd rather be that in combat, but I'll take it. So you start sliding down and you can feel your hands like slipping and they actually do like slip for just like a split second. And it's only with like uh, your feet, you manage to like catch yourself at the last second and like wrap your foot in. And like you do this really like awesome foot in the rope all the way down across the water and like an awesome like ending where you just like superhero land on the far south. So there's this really cool awesome uh, display going on. Yeah. 
You can see Mukta hiding right there, even though he's trying to hide. Uh, Mukta, <laughs> you were you saw this awesome thing, but here's the thing that really disconcerts you. As Clovis was sliding down this over the water, you saw ripples in the water, almost like something is beneath the surface. Don't fall in. <laughs> hey, Mukta, that is how you come across the rope. That is quite impressive, my friend. All right, and so we have... Uh, Hal and Nulara coming up next. All right, now, Hal, are you ready? Clovis, Clovis. Uh, do you have anything sort of spell ready oh. if he falls? I thought she was going to carry you. I thought she said uh, she was going to hold you in one point. arm. Hal doesn't want to go down. Oh, okay. I can hold on to this pulley and then I can ferry you to the shore. It doesn't look like it's uh, new and I don't want to fall uh, into the muck. Um... Go, you go ahead and uh, make sure you get across, and then I will, I will try, uh, I will try once you are across. Okay, I'll see you there. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nulara, no problem. Slides down um, across the surface and makes it all the way to the south end. Hello, and friends. You see Clovis and. Uh, Mukta kind of there. Mukta's hiding really badly behind That's some... That's an interesting hiding spot you have there, Mukta. Yeah. And behind Nulara, you see more and more of the ripples in the water, uh, Mukta. I thought Hal was coming with you. I offered, but he didn't. He told me, he said that I should go first. There's something in the water. Oh, shit. No. Oh, fuck. You see, like, it's hard to see through the surface of the water, but just a little bit with the, like, the stagnant water, the little of the ripples and the light surfacing, you see a pair of eyes that look very dragon-like to you, Mukta. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, can we run back across the rope quickly and get out of here? <laughs> Would we go further in? I, I think Hal needs to come down here now, and we go further in. Uh, this crack over here... We need to run. We need to run. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's big enough crack. It's, it's another tunnel that's like definitely haphazardly made, big enough for you guys to squeeze through. Are there stairs right here? And there are stairs that lead up into. Um, now that the light's kind of there, you can see better. There's a staircase leading um, up a bit. How? Come on, music man. Okay, I will have my I'm... lights go uh-huh. around and look around. And I'm like nervous. Making yeah, make sure make a perception check for me, Hal. Make a perception okay. check for me as you're about to do this. Oh no, you never look down first. You just go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you make did him look down? Did you yell that out to him. We'll just see what he notices. Nothing. Yeah, no. It, it's it's got a much higher stealth check than you've successfully rolled, so you don't see anything. It looks fine. Oh shit. Yeah, I'll move, I'll move it around. I'll. It, it beat all your passive perceptions, which was cool, and but did not beat your active perceptions. So yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Rick. And I'm sitting there and I'm scooting my butt across, getting ready to hold uh, the rope, and I inch forward. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, "Are you sure we want to go down there? <laughs> if I fall in this muck, I'm going to get dirty." We're already no. here. Oh, just go! I'll catch you! I'll catch you! I but, don't know uh, how, but I'll try. You'll catch me. What if I fall like when I first jump? Don't do that. 
Hopefully you don't. I believe in you. I've seen you do. I've seen. I've seen you do more unbelievable things. <laughs> Clovis leans over to Mukta and says, "I, I think, I think a music man's a little prima donna." Get whatever spell you have ready. Laura, take out your morning star. Actually, no, no. Get the trident. The trident. <laughs> I pull out the trident. Uh-huh. All right. What are you doing, Hal? Are you gonna? Okay. Are you, are you gonna go or are you gonna stay? Because this thing's gonna pop out in a second. So wherever you want to be. Myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'll get ready to go and count to ten. And then okay. go. Yeah, make that uh, make that athletics check DC ten. So the camera shifts to like just below the water, right? And we see like rippling waterways above us and dancing lights, kind of refracting through the the surface of this thing. And we see the shape of a man dangling above on the end of a rope from the perspective of this dragon creature. And make that athletics. I'm gonna check fail this so bad. Well, that's gonna see. We're gonna see. You got a hero point. Oh, that's a oh hero point! Hero oh, point! Oh man, I was thinking the same thing about the hero point earlier. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you have an armor check penalty on athletics checks. You don't have a hero point anymore. Did you buy studded leather? Point. I have studded leather. Oh, because you're not strong enough to to carry the studded leather without a penalty, so you're feeling the effects here. So, do you want to use your hero point? Why didn't yeah. you let me carry uh-uh. you out? Uh, yes. Okay, spend that hero point. You get. Uh... Oh my god. (laughs) Fuck, are you kidding? Okay. So you start you watch you watch as like Hal starts like going down the rope and he starts like slipping in his strength. It's like, you know, this isn't Hal's specialty by any means. And everyone else has done okay and you like dig in deep and your palms get slippy and you guys watch as about halfway across the room, Hal like slips and starts descending right down into the water. At the same time, a giant so Hal's gonna descend like right around here, and a giant dragon-like creature bursts out of the, the river. I don't I say giant. It's only a medium-sized creature. Burst free. Its wings, like, in the air as it howls and screeches. I should be able to have, like, a handout of this. But this thing pops out as Hal splashes into the water. You hit the water, and you go down, like, under your head even. This water is pretty deep. Like, when your head goes under the water, and you don't even feel your feet, like, touching the, the ground. And, like, you manage to stay, like, at the surface right as this creature emerges next to you. And, uh... We'll have to come back next week and see what wastes them just below the surface of the Abomination Vaults. Bye, everyone. Good night. Good night. Oh.